Well, it's good to have you back. Another edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval alongside Hayes Carline. My name is Rick Ballou. The final days of June. Get ready for July. You know what that means. Jaguars training camp, reportedly July 27th. We are inside of a month away, Rick, and I cannot wait to have the band back out there mm. and see what this uh, this edition of the Jaguars will bring us. Yeah, it's going to be very intriguing. Let's get things started by thanking our sponsors. That's Patriot Roofing Service Incorporated. Give my buddy Mark over there uh, a call. His number is 982-4052. Again, it's local, 904 982 4052 Patriot Roofing Services Incorporated, whether it is your business or your home, the very latest, all of the top uh, product and materials, financing available. So give them a call over there at Patriot Roofing. Yeah, appreciate them. Appreciate the law office of Stephen Doty for supporting us. Stephen's a huge Jaguars fan, and uh, boy, what an expert he is in family law, uh, bankruptcy law, anything financial. Uh, maybe you've got a parenting plan that you want to get adjusted. Uh, we're in the, the middle of the summer. It's a perfect time to do it. So give Stephen a call at 416-8328. If you have any issues when it comes to family law or any sort of financial issue, Stephen Doty is your guy, 416-8328. We're in a uh, period right now where you know a lot of things are written, a lot of things are said, a lot of guesses are made. For the most part, you're not going to get... You know, much information on the Jaguars, and that really applies throughout the NFL. If, if info's rolling in this time of year, it's typically bad news uh, with guys getting in trouble or, or things along those lines. So, you know, that's the first thing is you don't want that to be the case here for the Jags. But outside of really getting their top four picks signed, everything for the most part seems to be in place for camp. Yeah, I think so, and and we don't have to worry about holdouts anymore. That was the best thing that the the CBA did in in 2010 is is getting rid of that. So you don't have to worry about it being, you know, the third preseason game and why hasn't Trevor Lawrence signed his contract yet? So all that's going to happen. And uh yeah, it's right now you want, you know, four more weeks of just silence. Uh in in terms of uh in in terms of this team. I mean, they could make a trade, something like that. But this mm-hmm. this really does feel like the time of year where everybody just goes away. Yeah, I mean, everybody gets their vacation in because you know uh, the hellish grind that's coming. Uh, once you report July twenty seventh, uh, you don't get a lot of you know free time. So um, you know you could see a trade, something like that. I'd I'd love to see a trade for for Zach Ertz. Uh, but I think if if that's to happen, it's going to happen closer to when they're getting ready to report, or maybe even the first weekend to count. I believe we mentioned David DeCastro last week, and and now you know there's been some talk that Mitchell Schwartz, who wasn't available at right tackle this year for uh, Kansas City, really the entire year, including missing the Super Bowl, all of a sudden a couple of veterans there that are getting a little bit of interest around the league. Either one of those two, who are both north of the age of 32, make any sense on the right side here in Jacksonville? Yeah, it's it's a great question. It, it seems like DeCastro is is medically done, uh, so I, I, I it'd be great if if he still had some life left in the ankle. Um, but it it seems like that's headed towards uh, retirement. But I th- I mean I think in a lot of areas that they should still be looking. Anytime you have the highest amount of salary cap space in the NFL, and you have an owner like Shad Khan, that's not a position he wants to be in. Shad Khan wants to spend. Shad Khan's willing to do whatever it takes to put the best team out there. Uh, now, that doesn't mean that all these investments will be good ones. But again, I, if I was 
Urban Meyer, I would absolutely be pressing Trent Baalke on veterans that are out there. I think Justin Houston is still out there. He we is. talk about, you know, pass rush. Melvin Ingram. Melvin Ingram. Yep. Why wouldn't you go and explore that and, and and see what it looks like? And again, these guys are veterans. They may not they may not have a big interest in coming uh to the Jaguars where if you go nine and eight, it's mm-hmm. gonna be considered an unbelievable year. Right. I, I understand that. But whether it's at tight end, whether it's to help the pass rush, I mean certainly, you know, offensive line uh, if if there was a, a quality candidate there, why wouldn't you do it? You've got more money than anybody right now. And again, they don't have any free agents coming up that they have to worry about anyway the, of any substantial. I mean, if DJ Chark has a huge year, you'll tag him. Yeah. If, if, he's, if he's unsignable, you just tag him. Everybody else is on a rookie contract. Yeah. I and, mean, yep. that's pretty much where this franchise is. Uh, the team has until July 15th to uh, try to re-sign Cam Robinson to a long-term deal. That's not going to happen. They're no. paying him nearly $14 million in a show-me year. Best-case scenario, Cam, uh, Cam has a tremendous year and that Jacksonville tries to re-up with him, or if not, he gets paid somewhere else. You know, I, I wonder if this is part of the Urban Meyer learning and trying to understand the difference between the college game and the program. Because I wouldn't be surprised if Urban is that way when we mention some of these veterans, but Trent Baalke's trying to say, listen, Urban, it's not going to happen overnight. It's going to take a little bit of time. Let's save this money now. Let's roll it over uh, to 2022 when we get a good look. And, and let's say there's an absolute dire need for a defensive end next year and then you know we're going to put all our money together give a sweet offer to the highest ranked free agent defensive end or or certainly address that in the nfl draft but you know urban has admitted that he needs to learn some things um it's got to be for me in, in my opinion him wanting more is he being told perhaps relax Perhaps relax, and and again, they could feel really good about their in-house options right now. They could feel like you know they've got some players that haven't done much in this league yet that they feel really strong about. So the coaching staff could be looking at it and saying, well, hang on, before we go and commit this, I really want to see what... Because let's just be honest, if they sign Justin Houston, yeah. that's telling you a lot about what they think of Caleb on Chase, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, and so they're, they, you know, maybe they want to see... Uh, what the first uh, you know seven practices in pads look like for some of these younger players before they start to make an uh, you know a firm evaluation, and at that point, if if these players are still out there, and there's a good chance there will that, that some of them will be, you know, then maybe you go ahead at that point and and try and sign them. I mean, the other thing is you could always wait until after week one, uh, and then if you sign a veteran like those guys. The contract's not guaranteed. Now, I would think with Ingram and Houston, those are good guys. Mm-hmm. They haven't tr- they haven't really been problems. But I know that's always been somewhat of the issue when you're talking a veteran is some teams like to do it after week one because then the contract isn't guaranteed. You sign the veteran, and then if you want to move on from the veteran in week six, you can do so, and you don't owe him any of the remaining contracts. Uh, everyone has an opinion on Urban Meyer, and uh, you know it's uh, myself included. You, you, certainly, uh, you have one as well, Hayes. But it, everyone feels as though they they've got to comment on you know what it, it's going to be like this year for him, and 
You know, CBS Sports has put together a top 32 list. They ranked coaches. And, you know, I always give it the obligatory, I can't stand doing lists. I can't stand doing rankings because they're so subjective. We don't know if they're right or wrong. And I also think it's kind of lazy by the host to just steal this material from someone else. But it is relevant. Urban Meyer came in at number 28 in these rankings. Uh, It just blew me away. And, And you read what... Uh, they put under his name, he has already created a minor circus on a team that is already struggling to uphold a solid reputation. I won't read any more hatchet job, though, here in these rankings. Isn't minor circus kind of an oxymoron anyway? I mean, can you have a circus that's minor? I mean, isn't like the definition of a circus sort of that it's major and distracting and... Uh, so I, I would I would even uh, go as so far as it's it's well it's, I went to a circus school, <laughs> so I should be able to answer this right. question quite well, effectively. How do you feel about it? Um, Florida State was a major circus. <laughs> okay, this is a minor circus. Okay, period. I am a little disappointed that he's recruiting better because I'm not going to get to hear you talk about them stealing one from Arkansas State anymore. Yeah, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but yeah, I mean, it, there's no circus here. There's no there. There's a there is a player trying to make a roster mm-hmm. as a tight end that is running as the fourth or fifth tight end. Right. I mean that's not a circus. And you know this guy's alluding back to the Chris Doyle. I mean that, right. Okay. Chris so we, Doyle. He Brian Schneider guy, left for you know. a day that was here. Yep. Uh, four months ago. And uh, anyway, so yeah, it's it it starts uh, hatchet job is a good way to describe it. And uh, again, to just totally discount what Urban Meyer did in college. And again. Look at the guys that he's got ahead of him. Nick Sirianni, yeah. who's never stood in front of a group of men in his life. Who is Nick Sir- Sirianni? Yeah. As the late Burt Sugar would say, he's not even a household name in his own home. <laughs> Very well said. Uh, Joe Judge, I mean, I, I didn't see anything last year out of Joe Judge. Uh, Vic Fangio, give me a break. Great defensive uh, coordinator, yeah. but I mean, come on. Right. Brandon Staley, uh, first time doing it. He's got Arthur Smith at 21. Yeah, how about all these which, first timers yeah, ahead which, of him? Which just tells you that this... You know, Cliff Kingsbury? Is there yeah. anyone alive that's going to take Matt Rule or Cliff Kingsbury right. over Urban Meyer? Yeah. Kingsbury is five games under 500 as a coach. The, the one that, that I really didn't get is it is it I – mean, there was a lot of bad on this list. Uh, he has Kyle Shanahan 11th. I think Kyle Shanahan is being grossly overrated. Is I mean, you look at what Kyle Shanahan has done – He's six games under five hundred. Mm-hmm. I mean, at some point you are. I mean, I get they've had injuries. Okay, fine, and I get that he he got them to a Super Bowl, but he's six games under five hundred. Yeah, I mean, and and then to have Andy Reid over Bill Belichick is, is <laughs> yeah. just completely yeah lunacy. Right. Six and three in Super Bowls. Andy Reid is is really uh, a play here or a play there away from being zero and three. Uh, in the Super Bowl. But, you know, again, it it feels like it's not an honest <clears throat> evaluation, and that's why I have a problem with it. We we don't know anything about the seven new coaches in the NFL, and only time will tell. I mean, we could look back, and these rankings could be correct. I, I highly doubt it. But it just feels like, because I read every capsule, it just feels like there's something personal burning there in that ripping Irving Meyer um, is going to be an opportunity 
that's going to be presented time and again to several members of the media. Yeah, well, again, Meyer is, uh, I mean, if you're a Michigan guy, and I don't know if Cody Benjamin is, but you don't like Urban Meyer very much. If if you don't like the Florida Gators, you're probably not going to like Urban Meyer very much, although at least he left them uh, in in you know, a terrible situation when he walked out the door, but obviously it was wildly successful before then. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of it is, uh, Frank mentioned this uh, on the Frangie show, and I think he's right. I think this goes back to there are certain members of the media that just view, they cover the NFL, and college is just so far beneath the NFL and yeah. anything that you did in college just as Jack squat. Mm-hmm. It's I discard it and I'd much rather hire the Arthur Smith hot coordinator yeah. than the college head coach. And, uh, and I, I think there's a lot of validity validity to it. This strikes me as a young reporter that's trying to be, and I know nothing about Cody Benjamin, so he might be doing this 20. I just have never heard of him. Um, but uh, it strikes me as, you know, I'm Mr. NFL. I cover the NFL and anything that came out of college football, no matter how great it was, three national championships and an 85% winning percentage, I'm going to go ahead and rank behind Nick Sirianni. There you go. Well, his name's Cody, so you know he never played a game. <laughs> uh, he watched from the uh, the sidelines. But, you know, he questions staffing and roster decisions. We talked about staffing. All right, the Chris Doyle situation was awful. Uh, I imagine he's implying that – you know, because of what happened with um, with Coach Schneider a year ago in Seattle, and then, you know, he left for personal reasons, and he turns around and did it again. He should have seen uh, that red flag. Um, roster decisions? Okay, Tebow, I'll give you that. What else could he be talking about? Travis, is he one of these guys that believes that Travis Etienne is going to line up strictly at wide receiver? Yeah, and maybe. I mean, again, he doesn't, he doesn't go into it, but you can – when you're this off, I can only imagine – what he thinks uh, about this, and, and maybe that's a good point. With maybe he thinks ETN was drafted uh, to play receiver, and who knows? But it's just, it's not a minor circus. Uh, there, there's no, I mean, again, this is a compelling team. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think that goes without saying. It's a very compelling team because of Urban Meyer and Trevor Lawrence and Travis ETN and this free agent class. And, you know, you've got Tebow and you still have Minshew on the team who draws eyeballs. So, I mean, they're compelling, but to suggest that it's some circus, some Bronx Zoo, you know, there's the inmates are running the asylum and there's no culture being built and it's just it's just a fly by the seat of your pants operation couldn't be further from the truth. If anything, this is the most well run the Jaguars have been over a five month stretch. Yeah. In years. Absolutely. And when Coffin came back, I mean people were wondering I mean I still have people, very credible members of the media who don't necessarily, they don't live here, but will tell me today when we have conversations that Coughlin was the coach of the team when it was Doug Marone. I I don't know if I agree with that, but there is that perception. All right, whether there's a mild circus or not, hard knocks. I mean, why not? I'm looking at who's eligible and... You know, the best analogy that I can give you, this would be like, you know, just picture being at like a golden corral, all right? And you're behind Rosie O'Donnell, (laughs) and there's only a couple of pieces of chicken wings left, only a couple of rack of ribs, 
only a couple pieces of uh, recently pulled pork. And after that is all vegetables, the tea, vegetables and fruits, fruits and vegetables. That's who's here. I mean, who wants to see hard knocks on the Arizona Cardinals? Who is it, by the way? Who wants to see hard knocks on the Carolina Panthers? Yeah. Who wants to see hard knocks on the Denver Broncos? Who wants to see hard knocks on the New York Giants? The only team that makes any sense at all is the Dallas Cowboys. So only five teams are eligible unless Jacksonville makes a special request and says... We would like to do hard knocks. Yeah, and again, Dallas has done it before, so I don't know, uh, you know, where they would stand with with you know wanting to do it. And I I get the league is is now updated its policy where you know teams can be forced to do it, but I, I think the league would like to avoid that. If I was Roger Goodell, I would call Shad Khan and say the league needs you to do this. Uh, I'll give you a week nine buy for the next three years. But you need to do us a solid here, and we'll we'll reciprocate it. But you need to do hard knocks. The the beauty of the Jaguars doing it is, and, and to your point, they don't have to do it because they have a first year coach that mm-hmm. gets them off the hook. Yes, They're, it does. It's that, or if you've gone to the playoffs, I think one right. of the last two years, yep. then you don't have to do it. Um, so that's why it's such a small pool of teams that that could be forced to do it. But if I was Shad Khan, I you know, I would I would listen to the league and I would do it. And I would tell Urban Meyer, look, Urban, a lot of the real core parts of this team, HBO is going to have NFL films not going to have any interest in. Mm -hmm. I mean, let's just assume Minshew is here. Mm -hmm. Okay, so you're going to have Tebow, which is going to be a massive part of it. Yeah, You're going to have, because he almost fills not just the celebrity portion, but he also fills the, is he going to make it? Yeah, the rookie who's, is he going to make it? This becomes... The T-Bow Yeah, star. I mean, the show's very formulaic. Yeah. I mean, they, I, mean I could write the script right now for absolutely. you. Absolutely. Yeah. They're going to have, you'd have an element of Minshew. Uh, obviously, you're going to have some Trevor Lawrence. No doubt. he's the top pick. And then it's going to be some Urban Meyer. But other than that, I mean, I don't think they're going to show anybody of consequence on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they're going to care about the offensive line and, you know, the receivers. I mean, again, it's, it's a four-episode show. Yeah. That's an hour long. Yeah. So uh, again, I, I think you you take a couple. Uh, to me, it would be worth it for the Jaguars to do it, and I think they've got so many so many storylines that I think if you're Urban Meyer, you could sort of pick and choose uh, if there's an element of the team you do want to protect. I think you'd be able to do that. And again, they, they're done showing like staff meetings, unfortunately, because I love that stuff and and cutting guys. Like they've they've gone away from that. They don't force teams to. You know, open up the right. the vault as much as they used to do. So uh, I I I think the NFL should reach out to the Jaguars. I think the Jaguars should uh, welcome that call, and and I I would go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, just get it out of the way. I mean, this was the year to do it uh, for all the reasons that you mentioned. There's a lot of hype going on with this football team. Brand them. I mean, throw it out there. Let the entire country form their own opinion. Uh, let them try to decide whether or not they're going to like Urban Meyer, whether or not they're going to like Trevor Lawrence, whether or not they're going to like Duval. Um, I, the distraction, I think, for me would be, uh, or my opinion on the distraction for them would be, I'm sure the cameras and stuff like that are going to be around all the time, yet they're only going to take a tiny portion of that and actually show it on HBO. I can understand where that does become somewhat problematic but i i think the benefit is better immediately for the jaguars i mean i would hate to have this hanging over their head let's say they go seven and nine 
uh, this year, and it, or seven and ten this year. It ends up being a real good season. They're close. You know, they lose six or seven of those football games by. Uh, you know, one possession or less, and and the feeling in town is that man, they're close. They gotta they gotta identify a couple of positions. Well, you don't want them here in 2022 when you really think you're close. Right now, they're not close. They're, they're better. They're going to be improved. But it's almost like you know when you had to do book reports getting up. And you, you know, I was like oral reports, whatever. Be the first one to do it. Get it out of the way. Then you can kind of sit back and watch everyone else do it. Jacksonville's never been on hard knocks, man. You know, sooner or later, someone's going to ring their bell. I, I would just as soon go out and, and, and get this taken care of this year. Yeah, I agree. And the, and the other part of it is that you don't have to then worry about it for like 10 years, I exactly. think. I mean, so it, it, it really does right. uh, It really does make it make it uh, good in, in that standpoint. So, yeah, I, I'd, I'd love to see it. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Um, you know, and, and again, you don't know how much the fans here are going to get to go to camp. I mm-hmm. mean, we hope we're seeing, you know, some teams I've seen are opening up 14 or we, I've seen like maybe two teams over the last few days that have said they're opening up, you know, several training camp practices, but I don't, you know, the Jaguars haven't made that announcement yet, but I mean, if I don't know what they'll do, but it's, it's just another way to get your fans excited uh, about the upcoming season, which should be one of the most exciting that we've had here in many years. Yeah, the third, uh, you know, there's three different criterias where you can be eligible uh, for hard knocks. Um, you're not eligible if, if you're a first-year head coach. There's seven new head coaches in the NFL. If you've been in the playoffs over the last two te- last uh, two years, I believe there's 11 teams there. And then if you've been on hard knocks over the last 10 seasons and there are four teams. So, you know, there's not a lot to choose from. It, it just makes complete sense for me that this is what the Jaguars should do. And if they're attention hungry and, you know, if you can be attention hungry after a one in 15 season, that, that's probably the best way to break it down. You went one in 15. I mean, who cares if you're watching in Alaska? Who cares if you're watching in California? But all of a sudden, you present the storylines that we just talked about. I think those same NFL fans are going to be like, all right, yeah, I'm going to check this out. Let's see what's happening down south. Yeah, and you'll never convince me that hard knocks wins or loses you a game, particularly loses you a game. By the time we get to like week four of the regular season, Mm -hmm. no one even remembers who the hell was on hard knocks. Yeah, you're right. I mean, it's like as soon as it's over, it just disappears into the air. Yeah. Uh, You know, I I know these coaches, I I don't want them in here, but I don't think there's anything tangible you could ever show me that that to me would suggest that having hard knocks precludes you from having the kind of season you would thought you would have had. All right, when do you think we'll hear from the Jaguars? Again, it was announced the other day the Colts are going to have, uh, what, like 17 practices open to, uh, you know, their fan base. When do you think everything will be announced and uh, media accessibility, fan accessibility? I mean, we're a couple of days away from the 4th. I got to assume now it will come after that. But when when do you think that will take place? I would think maybe, like, Two weeks is is what I would guess. Is that that's probably what we're looking at? I I don't I don't normally remember the Jaguars releasing the schedule and and that kind of information a month out. Now this is a different uh, PR uh, regime, so maybe that'll change. But so far, it's been kind of what we are used to, which is you know they tell you to show up a day before 
you're supposed to show up. So I wouldn't think there'd be a ton of notice. So I would, if I had to guess, July 27th, maybe we hear something July 13th. Mm, okay. A couple of weeks before and then, you know, things will get cranked up. Uh, it'll certainly be here. Before you know it. All right, death taxes in Duval. We do it each and every week right here on 1010XL.com. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors. Uh, always a lot of fun, and uh, certainly uh, we appreciate them. Yeah, absolutely. The Law Office of Stephen Doty uh, does a fantastic job. Family law, financial law, anything that you're trying to do in those areas, Stephen Doty is a great resource. You can reach him at 416-8328. If you've had a, a you know, a divorce, you can get that amended. If, if the agreement is a few years old, things have changed, circumstances have changed, uh, contact Stephen because those things can be changed. And uh, he's a great resource. Or if you're considering bankruptcy and uh, you want to get some information about that, give Stephen Doty a call, 416-8328. Also, Patriot Roofing Services right here in Jacksonville. Their phone number is 904 982 4052, the very latest on uh, commercial and, uh, you know, residential roofing, metal roofing, roofing repairs, venting, skylights, chimney repairs, uh, custom gutters, financing available. They have everything you could want. Just go to Patriot Roofing. And again, their phone number is 982-4052. All right. Good stuff. Good week. For good you. week, absolutely. Anything Appreciate on TV? The birthday wishes. Um, yes, that was good. Uh, the big four five. Um, Woo, yes, you're a youngin. So I uh, don't turn fifty. <laughs> so I started uh, off your recommendation watching uh, Mayor of Easttown ah. and love it. So we're about halfway through it. Uh, hopefully, we'll finish it tonight. Um, so next week, I'm looking forward to breaking it all down. I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to hint. I'm not even looking at it. I'm not even going to hint either way. Uh, other than to say the conversation that we have next week is not one that you think we will have right now. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. All right. I love it. All right. There he goes. Hayes Carlion. What's the best way to get a hold of you? Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Hayes Carlion, H-A-Y-S-C-A-R-L-Y-O-N. And I am the truth teller, Rick Ballou. You can get me on Twitter as well. That is Ballou, B-A-L-L-O-U, 1010XL. Hayes Carlion is our beat writer. I am the Jaguars sideline reporter. And we are absolutely proud representatives of this huge conglomerate, 1010XL. In 92.5 FM. All your comments, send it to those two Twitter handles. And as always, uh, have a great week. We'll talk with you next week right here on Death, Taxes, and Duval.